Episode 5 of the Siege Mentality Podcast is here, and so is the NFL. Of course, I am Duke. I'm here with Siege. You can find him on Twitter at the Siege DFS, me at Duke DFS. And if you want to, head over, follow our podcast handle at Siege Mentality. Of course, this pod is brought to you by EliteFantasy.com and EliteSportsBetting.com, where you can find all of your daily fantasy and sports betting needs. Of course, now with the NFL back, no better time than ever. Just $199.99 for Elite Fantasy. $100 savings. Includes everything, which is insane. Optimizer, custom stats and tools, articles, projections, 24-7 chat, anything you could possibly want. There is no excuses for you not to win money over at Elite Fantasy. But now that we got that out of the way. Sunday show, you can, you're going to get to hear my lovely voice, too, Sunday yeah. mornings. Yeah, we got my man Siege. How we doing, man? Yeah, and I guess Thursday night, so you got me twice a week, I guess, apparently. So, yeah, you're going to have lots of me on the show, so if you like my hot takes, definitely worth it. Also, the fantasy crunch part is like ridiculous. All these other sites have these optimizers that they, they tack on a huge fee for, included with us. Like, I can't explain to you how much of good value that is. I was, I was actually explaining to someone last night, but I was doing a little coaching, and I was like, yeah, if you just get an elite fantasy sub, like, crunchers included, they're like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> we, we hide it in the bottom line for some yeah. reason instead of it being prominently placed in the front and middle. But, yeah, it's a pretty sweet gig. And it wasn't always that way. I think it was even last year. I think it was separate as well. I know two I know. years ago. We, 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 add, we added this ton of value and we had it like in the last line. <laughs> we bring in Siege. We bring in Ricky Sand. We bring in all these all-stars and we include the Fantasy Cruncher. So no excuse not to get, uh, to get that package. It is the early bird pricing right now. I don't even know when that runs out. It may run out in a few hours uh, here. We have Thursday night football. Let's start here. Da-da-da. Let's start here, Siege. We, um, we've, have you had anything going on on Twitter this week at all? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I got pissy at DraftKings for a bit. Yeah, kind of a bit controversial for DraftKings. They threw out a bunch of free tickets for the best ball it, madness. It's just as what – like, let's be clear. I don't – can I just go on a rant? Can I just, please, please. I was going to say here, let, take let's the be floor. clear. And I, I'm, I, first of all, I really appreciate DraftKings time. I, they took yesterday. Um, I spent 35 minutes, 45 minutes on a conference call with a lot of their higher ups. So I first want to say, at least appreciate them like responding right away and taking the, taking my, the, the time out to talk to me. Um, that being said, they hilariously fucked this up. Um, and it, I don't have a problem with promotions. I love promotions. Promotions are fun. If you're going to be ambitious to put these huge guarantees out there when you miss, you're going to use promotions to not get killed. Fine. No problem. I have no issues with that whatsoever. None. Zero. Um, I like huge price pools. I I get it. Like, it's a business. Cool. This isn't a promotion problem. It's no one's thought about... Can I jump in real quick? Yeah. Just just to set the stage. So... What Siege is talking about is for the first time ever, DraftKings has offered a best ball product uh, because of a number of reasons. There was a gap in the market. It seemed like an opportunity. DraftKings then puts out these guaranteed prize pool, which a lot of people like Siege and like others have put time, energy, and funds into with this guaranteed prize pool in play. DraftKings then sees there's going to be overlay and offers up free tickets. I think the misconception that people have for you is that you have an issue with the free tickets, but no, that's where uh, they're at. So take it away from here. Yeah, n- no issues with the free tickets. None. Look, let me rephrase that. I don't have an issue with the free tickets on principle, right? The idea that they give out free tickets as a promotion. The problem is that this isn't like giving out a daily fantasy sports ticket, right? People know what to do when they get a football ticket, right? They understand generically how to build a football lineup. They don't know what they're doing with this. This is a brand new product on DraftKings. And they just flooded the marketplace with tickets with people that don't know what they're doing. So now what happened is everyone with these new tickets came in and would take like Ben Roethlisberger with the first overall pick or Nick Foles in the first round or whatever, pick player in the hundreds and ADP. And so what happened is is all these superstar teams were, if you could get in one of these leagues, these superstar teams were filled. So like teams that were mathematically impossible. Mathematically, like Christian McCaffrey fell to five. Like it's like I'm talking mathematically impossible. So like before they gave out the free tickets, so you could end up with Christian McCaffrey, Clyde edwards helaire and Miles Sanders, your first three picks. And anyone that had spent the time maxing it out already, which by the way isn't even me. Like I wasn't maxed out yet. I was 
on my way, but I wasn't maxed out yet. Like there were a lot of good players that were maxed out already. And it's like, they have no chance. Like they're drawing their, their teams are worth pennies on the dollar now because it's just, they're getting three of the top six players in fantasy football on the same team. is just, it didn't stop there, obviously. So all these superstar teams got formed. And then so people were like, wow, all these superstar teams are being formed. I need to get in now. It kind of just kind of created this cascading effect. Like they had 65,000 entrants all the way up until Tuesday night at 730. They sold out 150,000 seats in 24 hours. That wasn't all tickets. That was people were like, oh, shit. The only way I have a chance to win is to get in now. Mm-hmm. And they ended up selling the tournament out like 24 hours early, which spoiler alert means you've really screwed up the promo. <laughs> but like, I'm sorry, people didn't re- didn't re- just go from you know playing a ton to playing none, uh, or playing from none to playing a ton out of nowhere. So whatever. I mean, I don't think there's really nothing they can kind of do about it now. But it's it really re- screwed the integrity of the tournament. I-, I was able to get some in before it sold out. Unfortunately, I had a live stream. I actually was talking uh, to Rob, and I was, I was like, Rob, this, this live stream might be the most minus EV thing I've ever done in my life. Um, he's, he, he replied back, I, like, probably not, mo- <laughs> not most, but it definitely was up there, especially <laughs> when it sold out. Like, I don't think he, he realized it was going to sell out. I think he, he was drafting all day, and I think he didn't realize it was going to sell out. And he stopped. He's like, oh, my God, it sold out. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, like there was no way the thing was going to sell out. And I have no right to overlay. This is not a, oh, I deserve overlay. No, I don't. Let's be quite clear. I do not deserve overlay. What I deserve is a contest that isn't completely changing its form in the last 24 hours. And that's what they did here. They completely changed the goal, the way the contest is going to be won, everything by giving away the free tickets. There's a lot of other promotions they could have done that would have worked better. And I've shared them with them, right? Um, this is a new product for them. And so they just absolutely swung and missed here. And it's, it costs, it's cost it's going to cost big players a good amount of money. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Like, like, you know, there's players out there that are probably out $3,000 or close to it just because of this decision. And that kind of sucks. So you were able to talk to DraftKings yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. And, and shout out to the, like, I, I shout out to them. Like they, immediately like i i have reached out to my guy being like i was a little rude about it i was like do you guys have a common sense department <laughs> knowing he's the common sense department but i wanted to get his attention because i knew i knew it was a problem as soon as i was talking to a buddy he goes i got a free ticket in my account i knew it was a problem five minutes later five minutes later it was a problem i'm, I'm texting my guy immediately and i was just like this is a problem <laughs> did they confirm that these were all actual players drafting teams. Then one of the issues going around. So on Twitter like, this was, is a publicly traded company guys. There's no bots. Like, I mean, I get the concern, but they just give away that many tickets all at once too. They just like dumped them in. If they had done it over the period of like a week, I'm not sure it would have had this effect. It was just dumping in this many tickets at once, just completely once. flooded the ecosystem and changed everything. Frankly, some of the drafts were so bad. I think bots would have been better um, than actual people who. Oh, were there was. There, I mean, like the teams are loaded, and the reason why this matters, just in case no, people haven't played best ball tournaments, is once you would win your league, you then play winners of all the other leagues. So it affects your return on investment that there, there are these super teams out there because those are teams that you're going to have to face in the later rounds to try to win the million dollars. Which so that's why it, it's not like your you know your standard twelve person league where. The only thing that matters is your league. Because if in that case, it really wouldn't matter. But that's not what this is. So in case, so, in case you haven't done it, and I think the $3 still got some spots over there on DraftKings if you listen to this in time. One of the things that um, you know, I was watching from the sidelines, I'm sure a lot of our listeners were, you'd mentioned this is a thousand times worse than Ethan Gate. Are you standing by I, that? I stand by that. I really do. In terms of the return on investment of what happened. So, okay, should I call it a bigger scandal? Okay, it really depends on your definition of scandal. But as a player, my ROI was affected more by this than Ethan Gate. I just, I always thought Ethan Gate was a kind of a lot of hot air. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the actual, like, 
ROI of, first of all, if he did what he's accused of, which I'm not even sure he did, but let's just, for the sake of the rest of this conversation, assume he did. The, like, the value of that in creating FanDuel lineups is so freaking small. Like, it always was just a lot of hype machine. And it kind of was just like the, like, it was kind of like the, this industry is so big, we have to do something to yeah. it. And so that just happened to be like, a, oh, now we, this is like, you kind of, people are looking for the, you know, looking for the excuse more so than like the actual event. You know, it's kind of funny, Siege, because we're in it every single day, as are a lot of our listeners and users here. So it seems like this has been around for a long time, but this is still a, a, an infant company. I mean, they're growing up pretty quickly, billion dollar valuations, but they're not so huge that they can't make mistakes like this. Uh, you know, hopefully some lessons will be this, learned this, here. This was just, from my perspective, and again, uh, this is my perspective. This is absolutely not anything I've ta- learned with DraftKings. I think the I think the PR team just did this without talking to anybody. That that was my it's my perception is that the PR team just went with up a bunch of tickets and no one had a conversation like, well, what's that actually going to do? Because yeah, anyone, like, I, it, it took me five minutes. Five <laughs> minutes I realized this was a problem. I was, I, was, I was trying to finish my Golden Tea League and I immediately went home because I was like, I'm going to have to freaking draft. Like, I immediately knew what was going to happen. Yeah, you have to go get, get in at that point. And the problem is I had a 19, I had an FFPC main event, so, like, I couldn't really be grinding it. And it was really frustrating. It's like... Had I known you were going to dump 60,000 tickets, I would have bluntly been ready to pull an all-nighter. Uh, that's my biggest regret in the whole thing is I did not pull an all-nighter Tuesday because I didn't get to max out because it, I thought I was going to have another 24 hours. Uh, that's my biggest regret was not pulling the all-nighter and, and just drafting all night on Tuesday night. That's my biggest regret in the whole process is I should have just pulled the all-nighter. And I knew I should have, but – I was tired and I didn't want to. And I think it's going to come back to bite me in terms of ROI in the tournament. Only one way to find out. I guess the visuals of overlay and a brand new contest uh, outweighed common sense there. One place that we thought there'd be some massive overlay, but it looks like won't, is the circuit contest. At yeah, one point, even like last week, there were over a million dollars in overlay. But you think they may get close to filling this thing out, Siege? It's going to, be, it's going to get close. I mean, I would, love to, I would love to see the Thursday update. I would love to see where they were, where they are in like 30 minutes that they'll post their next update. I kind of just expect, like, I kind of assume that there's going to be a dead spot like Wednesday, Thursday. And then as people come out for week one, they'll kind of pick up again. But like, if they got like 200 entrants yesterday, they might fill the thing, which would just be absolutely, I mean, I would be a little pissy. Like, <laughs> like I did all this work cause I just assumed there'd be massive overlay, but also I think it helps that like people had to leave California so like yeah true like if you live in california listening to this I, i'm not making a joke or a light of it i just that, that's kind of like if people are leaving la like vegas is where they're gonna head go. over to vegas. although the, apparently the air quality in vegas is horrible so that's what i'm really looking to see like are people actually still in vegas or is it gonna just die out um here so i'm looking forward to the next update here in a little bit but I'm also waiting for the lines to come out. It should be yeah, we need some lines to come out. I was actually looking at five dimes. I saw they're actually shutting down U.S. operations September 21st, so stop offering uh, betting AKA to we want to get in the market, so we're going to play nice. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. Um, let's take a quick spin around a couple other sports here. Tennis, uh, Djokovic hit a lady in the throat. What an, an umpire. idiot. That was 100% on purpose, right? No, it wasn't on purpose. That was 100% on purpose. No, it was not. So you think Djokovic, who can hit a ball at, what, 180 miles an hour on a serve on a dime? He's not freaking hitting – he's not hitting her in the neck on purpose. Well, not the Come neck, on. but he was putting it he – was, he was buzzing the tower. But it, you just made the argument he's so good. If he's that good, he wouldn't have hit her. I'll give you an example, Siege. So I was not as good as Djokovic, but I was pretty decent at soccer. We played a little game to warm up called Rondo. It's 5v2, two guys in the middle that are trying to win a ball. We had this Dutch kid on our team who took it way too serious, was going in trying to slide tackle, hurt people. For whatever reason, a ball was chipped over the top of these two guys to me. I then on a full volley decided I'm going to blast this mother effer in the face, and I did it. And it was just instinctual, but I was trying to do it, and I did it. It was maybe a once in a hundred thing, but I intentionally meant to do it. And I nailed this dude. And I'm half the player that probably 20% of the player that Djokovic was. He's not, he's not intentionally hitting him in the neck. Just stop. Did she take a dive? No, that was dramatic as shit. (laughs) You can't start. You would probably stop breathing for like five seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Get get out of here with this dramatic shit. (laughs) 
Here, I'll hit you in the throat with a 100-mile-an-hour tennis ball. See if you can break. <laughs> she, was, she was hitting it back to the ball. <laughs> okay, all right. I thought we were going to be on the same side of this, but I guess not. So, But he had to be kicked out, right? The rules are rules. I I don't I would have penalized them two sets, but yeah, whatever. I, think, I understand kicking him out too. Do you think they changed that rule because of that? I mean, it's Djokovic, it's not some random person. No, I, the rule's good. Honestly, tennis players have gotten away with rage on courts for too long. It kind of was nice to see a little, uh, a little pushback. Yeah, I did see ratings are down like sixty percent for the U.S. Open. So it's I don't think Djokovic. Because like can... every other sport's going on right now. Like normally it's it's got like the world to itself and it doesn't right now. Last sport before we get to the, the biggest sport in the world, NFL college football. We do have a couple games coming up this weekend. I'm doing a new show with Austin mock over on, I think elite sports betting periscope, a couple of different things. Check that out. One game got canceled already. Louisiana tech and Baylor 38 COVID cases on the team. I don't think we'll see Which much one? of this. LT tech. I'm sorry. Which team? Uh, Louisiana tech. I don't think we'll see much of this, but I mean, they're not canceling the game. They're postponing it. I think that's in a sense, this is a good thing where we have obviously a massive outbreak. 38 is a lot and they're not shutting everything down. Just kind of managing it and moving forward. Yeah. I mean, some good games this weekend. I have to admit, I played DFS college football last weekend on a whim. How'd it go? Uh, I was winning. I was winning all the money and then last second touchdown, just chalk touchdown. Like they were down 35 and chalk receiver on a bad team catches a garbage time touchdown. And that was that. Yeah. We finally do get some good game. Austin and I were talking about starting the show last week and we're like, what are we even going to talk about? (laughs) We can talk about this weekend's games, but Clemson plays Wake Forest. I think they're like 50 point favorites. I mean, there's no great games, but at least we get to see 33 point favorites. It's not even that much, believe it or not. Jeez. Still weird that we don't see Big Ten. I think we're getting closer to a season, but I think, like we've been saying, you've been saying at least. Mid-October. Mid-October. Mid, mid to late-October has always made sense. I think late-October is pushing it as far as getting involved with the national championship. Early October, just a couple weeks after the start of everybody else. I think they'll be okay. If we're they good. just play it out, 10 games, Big Ten title game after that, they'll be fine. Maybe they'll – like, they'll postpone it one week to get a Big Ten team in there. Like, you're not really postponing anything. Like, bowl games probably aren't happening, right? So, you're really just – like, have you heard anything about bowl games? I have to admit, I hadn't even thought of that until now. Uh, when you said it, was the first time I thought about it this year. Yeah, me I think too. we're both going in a million different directions. Honestly, it's the words came out of my mouth. It was the first time thinking about it. Well, I mean, you probably got, what, like the Peach Bowl that Notre Dame could make? Um, certainly not the college playoff. playoff. What do you mean they're not going to make the playoff? All they have to do is beat Clemson once and they're in. <laughs> that ACC, that, split, that brutal ACC all they, all, schedule. All they got to do is split split against Clemson. Speaking of which, 20-point favorites against Duke, any uh, any thoughts on this game? It feels like a lot. That's a lot. Like is a David lot. Cutcliffe still at Duke? I think he is, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Against- this Notre Dame team is going to be good, though. So, like, the first real – like, the first game I'm worried about, I mean, Florida State, if they actually play up to their talent level, but I'm not expecting it. Uh. First game I'm super worried about is, uh, which is actually, which is the correct schedule? Which one's the wrong schedule? Hold on. The, the site I was using had multiple games the same week, which is not very helpful. Uh, let's see. So Florida State I'm worried about. Louisville not worried about. Pitt not worried about. Georgia Tech not worried about it. BC at UNC, I guess, is kind of a little trappy game. But, yeah, like all, if they split versus Clemson, the, they'll be in the playoffs. I'll tell you, ACC, sneaky, decent little coaching staffs around the ACC. I got to say, Notre Dame's schedule, too. Like, it's pretty clear what they're trying to have happen. They're, they're trying to have Notre Dame and clubs meet in the ACC title game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, if I'm running a conference, I'm doing stuff like that every single Oh, me too. Single I totally would do it, too. Like, oh, Notre Dame, you made it in. You made it in here. You sure you want to go back to being independent? You sure? <laughs> yeah, you got to throw out the carrot, right? You got to entice mean, them. I, I, don't, I mean, that, this schedule definitely is the carrot. I'll tell you that. Well, hey, the carrot for everybody coming in here is to talk about what we know about CG NFL. It is back, baby. Thursday night football is upon us. It still feels so freaking weird without preseason. Um, you know, I saw someone make the point on Twitter this week as teams are ramping up for this week one games, we're seeing them push players. In practice this week, quite a few soft tissue issues popping up. Um, 
I've looked at my fantasy team for our staff league. I freaking hate it top to bottom, but maybe that's a good thing with all the injuries. I got a lot of uh, second team running backs here, but it's only a 60 minute show. We're not going to talk about our fantasy football teams. I guess we'll talk about these games kind of from a betting and a DFS perspective, just whatever you th- it pops up on the top of your head there, Siege. 17 weeks, absolute grind. I think managing the bankroll is step one for playing uh, NFL. Straight up, do, do not ask me about bankroll management. I don't know anything about bankroll management. Just telling you that right now. Why? That seems like a pretty big piece of uh, the process here. I don't. I don't manage my bankroll. I just play. Do you, play. you go 100% in week one and just hope it goes well? I mean, not a hundred percent, but like I'm You're managing not, your bankroll. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you want a bankroll management podcast, maybe head somewhere else. I'm just um, being real. Yeah, I, I think I've said that for like six years. I don't do bankroll management. Like literally, that we were doing the DFS guide, and uh, I think the first four people. I'm not going to out other anyone else, but the first three people in the email, the response to it were like, uh, my bank, you do not want me doing bankroll management, which made me feel much better about where I stood along with my colleagues at Elite Betting or Elite Fantasy. So, yeah. Um, I will say, I, think, I feel like it's a bigger piece of my process on the betting side where it's Oh, huge yeah, well, me. that's different. Yeah, yeah. of course, like with, with a betting bankroll, you have to manage your bankroll, but like that's not, like, I'm very, like, my volume will widely differ from week to week and it's just i never understood the people that are like i'm gonna play the same amount every week like if you're more confident in a week why wouldn't you play more that week and if you're less confident play less is that what determines your your um volume of play most of the time okay. sometimes i'm just like if i'm going to vegas it's like well i'm gonna be at the book watching the yeah right <laughs> as many teams as possible and just let the bank know hey i'm gonna be on a bender this week just uh keep that keep that cash flowing. i have to be I, I have to be honest every time i go to vegas but like yeah just fyi the high volume transactions coming in <laughs> I call multiple directions cards. i call the bank I'm like just so you know you'll see some 20 dollar atm fees um, I, mine's just like if you're gonna see some four-figure deposits and with and, and, and withdrawals don't don't freak out it's me the best thing is, and I always justify it like this because, you know, I don't go to Vegas and withdraw money. It's always at the end of a night, you know, oh, I caught a bad run of cards. That $20 ATM fee means nothing. That's a hand of blackjack. I'm going to win that back in two seconds. Yeah, I, I, I can't say I've ever thought about like that fee. It's just like, yeah, whatever. It's like, it's like a, it's a cost of one and a half beers. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, how you it's feel about it's week less one? than one shot. Like, whatever. How you feeling about week one, Siege? Are you, you going to you fire in this week? I, I was telling you this show pre-show, like I don't really look at DFS until really late in the week. Like I'm uh, today, like Thursday is number of the day I start really looking at DFS pricing and matchups and chalk. And I just, I feel like early in the week I can get myself so locked in on spots and injuries can change so much. I find I do better when I just kind of just, you know, research, read articles, that sort of thing. But I really don't dig in and come up with core opinions until later in the week, just because I just feel like injuries change so much. I'll never forget. Actually, it wasn't even my own life final. It was my mom's life final. She, we were, she was at New, we were in New York um, at one of the DK finals. And I watched her do this. Like she was like so committed on David Johnson and just like had gotten me really locked in, really locked in. And I, I was in there and then right before like, it's like 1130 and 12 o'clock Eastern. And um, who was the big offensive defensive lineman for the bills? I uh, was there forever legend. Um, I'm sorry. It's I'm thinking Duke Williams. Williams in my head, but yeah, it's not, that's the wide, that's the wide receiver. But well, they had the, Kyle Williams and um, Kyle. Williams. I think it was Kyle he's a white Williams. guy though. I think it was Kyle Williams. And he's, he gets ruled out and I'm just like, you're going to consider Lev Bell. Yeah. She's like, no, uh, she's like, I'm on David Johnson. And I was like, you sure you're not going to consider Lev Bell? Like the, the bills are number two defense. She's like, they're number two against the rush. I'm like, yeah, that's because of that guy. And he's not mm-hmm. playing. <laughs> well, I think, I think you make a good I think, point. Well, and I think at the last minute she made the switch to Lev Bell and he went off for like 230 yards and two and two touchdowns. And I'm just sitting there just, enjoying my plus one drink and I was like I did my job plus one I, 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 I did my job I, I, I talked to you on a one good play I'm done 
Well, I think you can. I think paralysis by analysis is a real thing. I, I'm, I, I, th- I think so, especially when people do it earlier in the week. It's mm-hmm. just – for me, it's just not my style. And normally it's because I'm dealing with baseball or basketball or whatever, and it's just – I don't want to just – I kind of like um, – once I lock in, I kind of can't unlock in. And this year in particular, too, with just all the injuries, I just – I think it's going to be crazier than ever. So yeah, leading up to lock. So when do you, when do you make your early. first DFS lineup for a, let's call it a Sunday slate? Well, normally it'd be Saturday night, but I have to do an article on Saturday, so it's probably gonna be Friday night this year. Yeah, I was gonna say it might for at least for soccer and I, yeah, yeah. Just telling you right now, like that article on Saturdays about ownership percentages, subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, this just because again, like Schefter comes out. Actually, I'm gonna plug my own show. Um, Midnight Madness, 12 a.m. Eastern on my Twitch channel. Um, we, we're live when Schefter does all this stuff. And normally I'd go through season-long start sets and DFS stuff. We'll see how long that show lasts if I have to wake up every Sunday morning. But I love it. So we at least try PM, it for week right? one. What? Hour before lock? No, 12 a.m. A.m. Wow. Sunday morning. Yeah. So when all those Schefter tweets come out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Midnight Madness for a reason, baby. And is that twitch.tv backslash... What is it? CHGFF. CHGFS. There you go. Go give him a follow. Check out Midnight Madness with him. Presented by Elite Fantasy, of course. I actually need to get some new artwork done. There we go. Um, one of the things we're going to do all season, see, just create a little competition between the two of us. Uh, we can sit here well, and Well, I win and games. you lose, just like the COVID bet. Oh, do you want to you jump to that right now? I was going to finish the show with that, but this bet is not done. The COVID bet. It's done. There's nothing done about it. We have controversy everywhere we see. Uh, let's see. Uh, bubble update, no COVID test, but Instagram models have invaded the bubble. Do you see Katya Elise was on Tyler uh, Tyler's uh, lodging IG story? Tyler Heroes. They're allowed to bring guests in the bubble. They're in quarantine. We're fine. How about Daniel House having some quarantine issues? I know what happened there, and I, I don't know what's out there. Did it, it, I haven't checked Woj. Is it like out what exactly he did? Do, do do a siege bomb. Let's hear I, it. I don't, because it's not mine, and I don't want to out it if it's not out. Anonymous sources say. Where's your he confidence? He didn't leave the bubble. He, I'm going to get myself Do it. Rip here. it. Let's go. Uh, I really should Come shouldn't. on, do it, Siege. I really shouldn't. They want to um, hear it. Our listeners want to hear it. He didn't leave the bubble. He went, oh, God. This is a really big, bad idea, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um... He went to a reporter's room who was in the bubble. And the problem is that the reporters are like in a different wing. They're so like, he didn't leave the bubble. He just went to a reporter's room. He thought it was okay because they were in the bubble too. That's what happened. I don't know, man. IG models. Again, again, I'm not telling you who the reporter is. For, uh, for for specific reasons, but if you're if you really know who's in the bubble, you know which room he was in. I'm not rooting for a COVID test. I would never. I'm telling root. you, we're fine. There was no one left the bubble. We're good. I hear it. I'm I not hear worried. The nervousness Zero. in your voice. I have no concern. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to raise the stakes if you would like. <laughs> I don't even know what the stakes were. Hey, let's talk about stakes. We're gonna draft oh, oh, running back. Oh wow, what a pivot! Notice how he pivots there. He talks all the smack, and then I asked, I offered to raise the stakes, and immediately he tries to pivot on to the next topic. Professional pivot there. Running backs, big piece of obviously cash lineups, GPP winning lineups uh, for DFS. What Siege and I are going to do is a little snake draft every single week. We're going to draft four running backs. We're going to use their DK points. We're going to drop the lowest score every week. Are, so we just ex- are we just excluding Christian McCaffrey? Because, like, that's not fair. No. Well, what we'll do is um, – in a second here, I'll ask you to close your eyes and pick a number. I'll put it oh, up to the camera. Oh, come on. You're going to get yourself McCaffrey. You're going to rig this so you I'll win. Put, you're going to pick the number. I'm just going to hold up one or you two fingers. You are freaking going to rig the hell out of this. Why and don't we'll we do a little snake McCaffrey? Draft. By the way, we're playing for real, actual U.S. dollars here. Do we the, want to the, say the stakes? Basically, who gets Christian McCaffrey? Let's skip him. Do we want to say the stakes here? I'm fine. I don't know what the stakes are because if you get Christian McCaffrey, I don't want in. It's 17 weeks. You can get him next week. Oh, oh, I thought, it was, I, thought, I thought we were locked in the players the whole year. No, no, no. Sorry. So we'll redraft every single week. So oh, every week on the pod, we'll oh, redraft. Oh, okay. All I right, probably all right. should have stated that clearly. So it's just week to week. 
Oh, okay. Got um, it. Injuries got are it. a big okay. piece of it. It's not season long or anything like oh, that. I thought, so. Yeah, I thought it was season long. I was like, if you get McCaffrey, you're going to win. <laughs> no, no, no. Week to week. All right, close your eyes, Siege. Okay. Okay, I'm going to hold up one or two fingers. Go ahead and guess. Uh, one. All right, open up. You want first or second pick? You got it right. Uh, let's check the Panther schedule. Remember, it's just this week, just week one. Ooh. Oh, maybe I won't. Uh, if, I, if, I, if I take the second pick, I get it next week. I get first pick next week, right? Uh, we can do uh, – yeah, we can do that. We can rotate every other week. That's fine. Because yeah, otherwise, I mean, whoever gets McCaffrey more times is going to win. Um, hmm, do I want McCaffrey versus the Raiders or do I want him at Tampa? 60-minute hmm. show here, Siege. Uh, I will let you have Christian McCaffrey this week. I'll take him next week against the Bucks. First pick, I'll go Christian McCaffrey. All right, that was really obvious. Um, I just, I've just wanted him next week against the Bucks, which Fair might enough. be a mistake, honestly. Forty-seven and a half total. No, that might have been a mistake. Um, I will go ahead and take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, please. Wow, with the number two pick. All right, that's his first. You get the, you get another pick with the snake draft. That's like just a major hedge because I just don't have like any season-long shares. This is a perfect matchup for him, too. Um, I will then take – ooh, there's a couple options. Plenty. <sighs> um, again, another player I have, like, no season-long explosion to, but this is a dream spot. Give me Zeke. Wow. So he goes Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Ezekiel Elliott – Two and three. Back to me. I get two picks here. Uh, you know, I have them obviously in our fantasy league here for the staff. I'm going to take them for a week one. Dalvin Cook, good uh, good matchup against Green Bay. Oh, that's that's not even. He wasn't even in my top ten. So that's an excellent pick. And then I will take. Uh, man, it's a tough matchup. But how do you go against them? Oof, I think I might wait. Do on it. That one. I think I might wait on that one. Do it. Oh, God. He's not getting back to you. They're so bad. The other one I was going to He's not go. getting back to you if you don't pe- take him here. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about, Siege. He's not going to get – he's not making it back. I'm telling you right now. You better take him. Well, the thing is, I got the top two running backs, McCaffrey and Cook, with the first and fourth pick. So that's huge. Cook is your number two? I think I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. Cook, no. not, Cook not even in my top ten, by the way. I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. There it is. I conned you into it. Beautiful. I will take Alvin Kamara, yeah. and I will take where, – where did he go? Um, Chris Carson, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they're playing Atlanta. Does anyone remember how bad Atlanta's run defense is? Yeah, we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he get the first carry? What? We're worried about Carlos Hyde now? I love Carlos Hyde this year. All right, last pick. I can't believe he fell God, back to me. This is a me. blowout. What, what are the stakes for this bad boy again? 500 US dollars. Um, okay, I'm in. Pick, I got the pick you of the litter Christian here. You have McCaffrey, and I'm like probably still in. That's how bad your team is. I mean, I think I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take the beast himself. I'm going Saquon Barkley. Giants, who the hell did they even play this week? Tough matchup with the uh, Steelers there. We'll get to that game. All right, so we got uh, – my team is oh, Christian man, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Saquon blowout. Barkley. You got um, three guys I've never heard of, Christian Edwards, Hilaire, Chris Carson, Zeke, and Alvin Kamara. I will say – Oh, what a I was freaking between, blowout, BB. This I is PPR. Did someone forget it was PPR scoring? Kamara and Jacobs there. I went Jacobs because of the matchup. Carolina's a sieve. We will see how this goes. But it's going to be yeah. fun. We'll do this every single week. You used to say you got both running backs in that game. You're going to have to hope. I, I, let's go Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Lots of long passing touchdowns. Hey, let's get to some actual game breakdowns here. I put out a poll on Twitter. Where are you watching NFL action this weekend? 80% said at home. That's where I'm Liars. watching. Are you going out? I know you go out and do some darts. and. Uh, I don't things. know. I, I haven't decided. I'm probably going to either watch at home or go to a buddy's basement. That's Actually, the buddy's basement is probably the plan. I just need to invite myself. I haven't done that yet. The new house has a theater. We're not in it yet, but, man. Yeah, that, that, my buddy, yeah, my buddy's got three screens and kind of like a basement theater thing, and I'm, yeah. I want to invite myself over, but I haven't done it yet. And I think that's probably where people are going. Like, maybe that's even included in some of the home picks, but – I do miss going out and just grabbing a beer with the boys. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, – yeah, COVID can just 
end rocks. whenever. Kick rocks. Hey, uh, let's talk a little Thursday night football. Houston, the big dogs here, travel to the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. No more. Hopkins, Will Fuller. All is the, the points guy. in this game. All Apparently, you really like the running back situation for the home team here. Edwards Hilaire and actually. I just the like the 54 time. total. I just think, like, I'm not in super love with it, but I just think his floor is going to be through the roof. Like, points, points, they're, points. They're going to get him a touchdown in this game. So figure, I figure he's probably going to get me 10 to 12 fantasy points at least. And he's got a month. Like, the, the week could be over if he just goes off. So. I think they spend up splitting work between him and Darrell Williams, but I just really like the floor and the spot and the ceiling is if you, when I give you McCaffrey, I, I, gonna need, I need to search for some ceiling and he's got it. What do you think about the number here, Siege? Cause nine and a half, it's, it's so tempting to take the Texans, but I can absolutely see him getting blown. Up. I have no interest in taking either side of this game. Yeah. Like I, I kind of suspect Houston gets out to a lead early and I think I could see myself wanting to hit Kansas city live. That's kind of my plan is I kind of think Houston gets out and gets out to like a 14-3 lead. Kind of like a like, kind of like the playoff game again, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, we saw that quite a bit with the uh, the Chiefs in the playoffs and that towards the end of the season, fall behind early, then just blow teams out second, third, fourth quarter. I guess the big question for me is which Deshaun Watson do we get? In the first matchup, 280, one touchdown, two picks, and the playoffs went off for 388, two touches. Just trying to play catch up. Yeah. So we're staying away from that game. I would love to bet the over. I'm a big over guy when it comes to NFL, but probably stay away. Let's move to Sunday. Detroit hosts Chicago Bears. Bears, three-point road dog. I think the Lions just suck, man. They have 25 running backs on the team. I know you're big on the Lions. I love the Lions in this spot. I don't love Love Mitch Trubisky, but tell me why you love the Lions in this spot. Because everyone and their mother is on the Chicago Bears plus three. I know. Shouldn't this number be bigger because of that? That's what worries me. I mean, everyone thinks the the Bears are three point dogs. Everyone's treating like these massive favorites, and it's just the Sharps are just loving Detroit. I do too. They got better quarterback, better wide receivers, better running backs, uh, better defense. I I like Detroit in every aspect of the game. Um, yeah, I, I and one team is Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. I, I like the Lions here significantly. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see. I'm, Try to see if I picked them in the pool. Actually, I did not take them in the pool. Uh, and I, I kind of regret it. I kind of wish I had, I had uh, put the Lions on here. They, they, it's a, I wish it was two and a half. I'd feel much better about two and a half, but I like three. Look, you think the Lions with Stafford back are like the 99 Rams, so you're always going to overplay your hand here a little bit. I was hoping – I mean, that's fine. I mean, Swift. The, 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 their offense is good. I was hoping Swift could play that Marshall Falk type role, not that kind of player, but – it's just such a crowded backfield. Do you like anything from a DFS perspective in this game? Like anything you're targeting right away? No, a 42 yeah. total. Maybe some Galladay GPP shares in MME, but that'd be about it. Ravens host the Browns. This is a what the hell are you for the Browns game right out of the gate. Everyone's high on them at the moment. A bit like we saw last year. Eight-point road dogs here to the Ravens who at times looked unstoppable last year. They add in a nice piece at running back, J.K. Dobbins, who's apparently fourth on the depth chart, even though I think all depth charts at this point are total bullshit. I don't think – I, 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 how many times have I said J.K. Dobbins is going to redshirt Mark Ingram this year? I don't know if that's bullshit. Really? How many, how many carries do you think J.K. gets in game one? Big game is he, dependent. Is he on the active roster? What if, what if he doesn't even make the active day roster? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I can give you some odds for that. I'll take some odds. What, 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 what I, got for I don't odds? even know what odd, fair odds would be. Although, the, the fair, although they can extend, they can add two guys from the practice squad to make it 55. That kind of does screw me a little bit. But Well, the point is, J.K. is not really a target for daily fantasy. He won't He's have an impact likely on this but... game. Um, any, any side you like in particular here? Everyone's high on the Browns. Eight, and a half, eight points. A lot of points on the road here. This is a game I'm going to watch. I, I don't really have a strong opinion here one way or another. Oh, yeah, we're doing video. I can't just lay down. Yeah, you look good, man. You're looking sexy. I, I was looking like – I was relaxing. And I was like, oh, that's right. We do video on this stupid thing. Yeah, by the way, this show is on YouTube uh, if you haven't Why checked it out. Why do we do this? Like, I just want to be able to relax and talk. Can I can't relax. lay down. It sucks. This is you not relaxing? Good. Nice, Siege. Um, hey, I actually like – I like the Ravens side here. Eight points is a shitload of points, but I can see 10-plus uh, point victory here. I just don't trust. I just want to see it. I, I, just I just don't trust. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't trust Baltimore. I don't know. I feel like last year was really kind of a little bit of fluky, and I feel like I'm paying the extra point and a half for it. Like I feel like this should be seven, but I don't want to back Baker Mayfield either. 
I think Ravens will be a part of almost every teaser I have. I don't know if I'll bet the game straight. Yeah, I, I don't hate the tease. I don't see how they lose. But then again, that's what that's why teasers suckers too. You don't see how they lose, and next thing you know, they lose. Every teaser I put in in my I gotta entire say, this life. Is a, this is a pretty solid tease. Like if you like, like I'm trying to figure out like who's gonna screw you on the te- Like the most common teaser in the world is gonna be Baltimore, the Colts. Mm-hmm. and San Francisco. Which one of those teams do you think really screws you there on the six-point tease? That just screams like the chalky three, the teaser that never wins. Have you ever put in a teaser that didn't look automatic? Because I haven't. I mean, the, the problem is that's why they get you. <laughs> no, that's why they offer it. If you want them Oh, and the, the Bills, time. too, if you want to add a 14. Yeah, the Bills. The Bills I was going to say, the Bills will probably be in there. But, like, I think the Bills are the one that lets you down. <laughs> How about the Packers traveling to that big uh, glass bird-killing machine up in Minneapolis to visit the Vikings? I just love divisional games week one. Like, there's just no preseason. Jump right into it. Packers, two-and-a-half-point dogs, 45-and-a-half total. I'm going to be grabbing some Packers money line. Could be a little fandom involved there. God, I feel like – see, this feels like the public dog side. Yeah. Uh, Four of the six people that I'm in with the Circa contest – or I guess this, yeah, this was the Westgate. I guess uh, used uh, like the like the Packers. I had no opinion on actually. No, I did no. That's the Bengals. Yeah, I didn't put the Packers on my sheet. Right? I think this is Packers, entirely yeah. game flow dependent for me, Siege. Like obviously, Dalvin Cook's healthy. I know. just I don't know why you want to bet this game. It feels like blah to me. Like what, what's the, where's the value? I don't see any value here. I'm getting two and a half points on the pack, and I think they're going to win outright. They might, but. I don't think it's like this sort of mortal lock. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what the Packers offense looks like. I know we had a big battle on weapons and all that. I, I think the talent on the offensive side is on the Vikings, but the quarterback position is what makes the difference to me. I, I'm, I went back and watched a couple games from last year. I don't know how the Packers went 13-3. and like, I, just, I don't get it, but they did, and they can have a similar situation here. Obviously going to try to come out of the gates hot. I'm, I cannot wait to see Justin Jefferson fill this Stephon Diggs role. I know you're not high on him, but I think it's going to be a bad – I like the total. I'll take the over 45 and a half if I'm going to bet anything here. Over what? Over 45 and a half. Pass. Just pass. 28-24 pack. Put it in ink. How about the Jags? Eight-point dogs. You mentioned them as a good teaser candidate. Imagine betting this game. Like, why? why? You're asking for it. You're asking this. Like, the Colts are blah. They're giving up eight points on the road. I just – in the hot Florida weather, I feel like I just – this game to me just screams trap. So grab some Jags. Jag yeah. off, dude. Why, why, why would I well, – I don't want to put my money on Gardner Minshew. <laughs> what do you – I mean, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but – What's a realistic stat line for Gardner Minshew on Sunday? 17 for 37. Ugh. Or maybe 19, like maybe a little better. Like 20 of 37, 225, 2 and 2. What's his – I mean, I'm sure you haven't dug into this yet, but ownership-wise, you got – Garoppolo's right there. Derek Carr's right there. Cam Newton's a couple hundred dollars more. What I mean, I assume he'll be, be unowned. Eight-point dogs and a 45 total, he'll be unowned. Yeah, I mean, probably be on a Millie Maker winner. Oh, God, I hope not. It'll be me. So no interest in the Jag side here? Colts have to be the number one survivor pick this week, right? Uh, I actually I actually put Kansas City as mine. Um how do you I, play Survivor? Are you just a survive in advance? Don't worry about which teams you're using. Or are you looking ahead for schedules? How do you do that? I first month and a half, I just make sure I get some winners because you can't win it if you're in. And then after that, I'll start trying to map it out a little bit. Because so much changes from the pre, like the first four weeks, off of what you think these teams are. Like trying to map out the season now, I think is a little silly. I try to map it out after the first month. I forget what year it was. I was. Uh... Maybe I'll, never forget, I'll never forget Bills over Vikings. That was a massive, massive, massive win for me in my pool. Like 80% of my pool was just gone. Which is how it works every single year. I was thinking back. I was saving one team in particular. I can't remember if it was the Pats or the Carolina Panthers. When I just Newton hate saving rolling. teams because you're like, you're like well, you they, they got hurt. week 14, you win in week 12. You're like, that was stupid. Yeah, and then you didn't use them. 
It's like dying yeah, with a UAV in Call of Duty. It's like fucking pop that thing. It's um, like let's go, brother. You die, you, like you, or I guess it's like Survivor when you get evicted with an idol in your pocket. It's like, yeah, that was stupid. Las Vegas Raiders travel to the Carolina Panthers. We just mentioned them. I think they're. This is going to be such a chalky game. Maybe the so second worst team DFS in chalky. Forty-seven and a half point total. Could be some points here. Raiders are minus three, traveling on the road. I hate this. This is this is West Coast to East Coast for one o'clock kickoff. Uh, I'm uh, this is a this is a red alert game in my head. I, I, I like Carolina to get a lead here. Um, so that sounds like a live bet hammer. Well, the math says one of these road dog or home dogs is going to win. Like I just like I kind of think it's Carolina. Wow. I just don't know if I trust Vegas to be coming back. Since 2015, Derek Carr has more yards per game than Russell Wilson. More yards per attempt than Aaron Rodgers, less interceptions than Matt Ryan. Shocking. More fourth quarter comebacks than Drew Brees, and more game winning drives. Because they're down all the time. They win any games. It's a comeback. Yeah, you know what I kind of like is when my quarterback just wins games from the start. Are you really trying to just be like a Derek Carr truther here? Because I'm. This is an interesting spot if it's if it's your angle here. I think Derek Carr stinks, but I'm trying to find an angle to not take the Panthers here because I think they're worse. Game circuit contest spreads. Come on, let's go. Should have been out like an hour ago. No interest in this game, Siege. Lean Carolina here, but uh, I don't think I'm going to end up putting any money on it. Ooh. Oh, actually, I, I did. I actually put him with decent confidence too. Hmm. Not sure how I feel about that, but it is what I did. You're going to go back and change that sheet as well? No, I can't. Unfortunately, this is kind of locked in. So, how about this little game here? I, think I, I like. Made... I, I do like Carolina side. Like if I was betting the side, I would bet Carolina. Bet Carolina. All right. Um, I think I would take the Raiders there. I don't love laying points on the road. This feels like absolutely like a trap game, but. You're going to fall into the trap anyways. Got yeah. it. Duke, you're the, you're the biggest square. I think I figured this out. So like a show and a half that you were just a major square. We'll find out. I mean, can you sit up, please? We're on video. Jesus. What? This video is so stupid. Why are we doing this? Because you're in it. Who cares? No one wants to see my face. I know. That's what I mean. It's so stupid because you're in it. But look, <sighs> I've been doing some laps, doing some working out. I'm trying to, you know, thin out the, the whole body here. We got to. I'm going to like break my camera. I'll be like, sorry, I can't do video this week. Hey, by the way, we we're getting a boatload of comments on our YouTube page. We got a couple uh, female fans. Did you see that? Yeah. Seriously, you're going to waste – we have an hour in this podcast. You're going to waste it on bots. Are you kidding me right now? Hey, DK bots, YouTube bots, you never know. You're really just wasting our time on freaking bots. <laughs> you're looking at your fucking Circa contest reload. Focus on the show. I'm looking for betting lines. What do you Cam want Newton. from me? It's a betting show. Cam Newton leads the Pats – Number one quarterback has been since the time he signed. At no point did Jared Sidham have a chance to start. Oh, shut the f- They host up. the Dolphins. Are you torn on this game at all? Pat's no. six and a half feels light. But you like the Dolphins feels too. Light. feels light. I think it feels heavy. I, if I can get – if it gets the seven, I'm definitely betting Miami. I'm taking a big push. If I can, get, if I can seven. find seven somewhere. Low total, just 42 points. That, uh, feel, that, that total feels way wrong. Way wrong. I love the over in this game. Ooh. Yeah, that total feels way wrong. What are we expecting from Cam Newton week one? I mean, do we think he's going to run at all in the system? Obviously, yeah, Tom he'll Brady. Run the system. What's that? Yeah, he'll run. Scramble? I, I, or just, like, I, I just don't know with the Patriots defense. Like, normally, like, they struggle the first few weeks and then get their shit together. Last year was just different because the schedule was just so soft. And the defense had so many returning players. I think we kind of returned to, and also Pittsburgh was just terrible. But I kind of think we returned back to the old ways of, like the past defense takes a couple weeks to lock into shape, especially with no preseason and a bunch of new starters. I think this game shoots out. Any love for Devontae Parker then at six K over at DraftKings? I don't think so because he's going to get shadowed by. Uh, Gilmore, so it'd be more Kaseki and um, Preston Williams. Second stringer Kaseki. Who's the bring back? Uh, so here's oh, okay. can we talk about that for a second? Go ahead. He's not a second stringer. He's second string at tight end. He's he he played like seventy five percent of his snaps the last month in the slot. He's basically a slot receiver who's called a tight end. It's a cheat code. 
and they have nothing at wide receiver past Devontae Parker. So certainly they'll split him out wide. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just besmir- besmirch Preston Williams like that? I did. That This is the worst take you've had in the entire show. <laughs> Preston Williams was better than Devontae Parker until he tore his ACL. Okay. Preston Williams is really, really good at football. He's better than any second receiver the Packers have. I've made the same argument. Well, don't besmirch him. It's like this you were the one defending the Packers' weapons. I just said that they were fine. But Preston Williams is good at football. To say that he's nothing is ridiculous. We're feeling confident about that knee week one. Yeah, I, it's been a it's been a year. I'm fine with it. It's been like so he is he your bring back? I don't love any of the running backs. I mean, this might be the primary side of the stack, to be honest. Yeah. Fitz, Fitz, Parker, Gasecki, and run back with Edelman. Likely low-owned, low owned, low total. White, or unowned James White. Big dog. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate that. I, I, it's definitely, you know, it's really nice that both sites have like small dollar millies that I can 150 because I can definitely get like 6% of this game and be well overweight the field. I, I, for, I, pull, I fully plan on being overweight on this game. How about my Buffalo Bills hosting the New York the, Jets? The fraudulent Buffalo Bills, the 2019 Cleveland Browns hype can't get any higher Buffalo Bills. The plus one, giving Duke all the money, championship over the Pats. Oh, what a freaking con artist. 39 and a half point total in this game. Like, Jets I don't, win this game. I really, I think the Jets win this game. Buffalo's so fraudulent. I'll take a bet on that. I mean, what's the, what, can I get true odds at least? Sure. All right, you got to figure out what the true odds are, but I, I, I'll do it for sure. I just got to figure out what the what Jets the, are plus two fifty to win. Yeah, but that's with the vig. I'm not going to pay the vig. I got to figure out what the what the vig free line actually is. There's a there's a calculator for it. Vig free calculator. Here we go. <laughs> so Bills are six and a half point favorite. That's Jets are plus two fifty uh, U.S. odds. So the Bills are minus three hundred. And the Jets are 250, right? Convert. Uh, so it's plus 260 is uh, big free. Okay. All right. You're going to give me plus 260? Sure. All right. I will take the New York Jets then. What do you want to bet? I don't know. We can decide that off air, I guess. Okay. Yeah, we can do that off air. Okay. There's another bet. Man, we got. I'm going to either win a bunch of money or go broke on this damn podcast. We got bets flying all over the place. Uh, ask, ask how that worked uh, the last time I was on a podcast where they were betting every – it ended up – I ended up with a lifetime subscription of the guy's site last time people tried to bet against me on a show. So that didn't work out well for him. Good news is I'm just a square, so this is easy money for you, right? So it is. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I have to admit, I feel better about this than I did uh, the last time I was doing uh, weekly bets on shows. We'll see at the end of the year, my friend. How about Philly six-point road favorite? The Washington football team. Five and a half. What do you like here? I kind of see the point in Philly. This feels this feels like a couple points light just because of uh, the injury situation with Philadelphia, but I still think they have more depth than Washington. I like Dwayne Haskins. I like Washington this year, but I don't think Washington's defense is going to compete. So – if they were to cover, it's because the point that the game went way over and all the money's on the under in this game. So I, I don't think they just have any faith in Washington's offense. I think I have more faith in than Vegas does in Washington's offense, but I, I don't think I'd want to bet against Philly here. Uh, but we've seen in the past Washington get out to big leads in this game. So week one. So I, I if you told me Washington was, was uh, covered the spread, I'd say this game went way over. Yeah, I think part of my builds are going. That that game flow is going to be one of these stacks that I look at here. I would love to take a wait and see approach with Washington, but I think at that point everyone's going to be on them. So we got to take a stand at some point, right? I, I, yeah, for me it's probably going to be Miami New England over this game. Yeah, I love that one. Exactly, basically the exact same total. Yeah, I mean, going back to that Bills game, is there anything we can do with this? No. This game on either side. I mean, it's such People a low play total. The Bills defense and fantasy. God bless yeah. you. I I have no confidence in this defense. I think Sam Donald's going to go out there just pick it apart. I cannot wait. God damn it. Let's get off air so we can figure out these stakes. I, I, um, I, I this is this is the this is the one this is the game that screws everyone's teasers. This is the one right here. The Jets go into Buffalo and win this game, and everyone's like, "My teaser was so perfect. All they had to do was win, man." Yeah, exactly. When they lose to the stupid Jets. I just you want to talk about wait and see, prove it to me. The New York Jets. 
I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy some. I'm gonna buy into the Bills are overhyped. So you you think the Bills are more overhyped than you think the Jets are good? Yes. Okay. This, this is value on the Jets. Yeah. This is purely Bills are overrated value. We do this all the time over in ESB soccer betting pack. We're betting against teams, not for teams. I get it. Yeah, we are betting against the Buffalo Bills, and we're gonna be doing it for a while. Seattle Seahawks head to Atlanta. What the hell's wrong with Atlanta? Atlanta sports just suck, man. I live here. I'm a part You're of it every single day. You're just up because the soccer team has been trash. Atlanta United, absolutely maybe the worst team in MLS right now. Yeah, so the, 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 like the other teams are fine. Like, I don't know what your problem – like the Braves put up 29 runs last night. What's your issue with them? <laughs> what the hell's going on? I don't watch a ton of baseball, admittedly. I, I, at some point, you have to stop watching sports and uh, – I'm sorry, what? What? Huh? 29 I don't runs. understand that concept. You have to stop watching sports. What the hell kind of concept is that? What, when you have, you know, a wife and a kid? and I, I still don't understand the concept. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. Some people who are listening will. But, uh, I mean, what the hell's going on in baseball? Are the balls juiced? Why are we seeing oh, 29 well, runs? Well, because the Marlins stopped pitching anyone that was decent after, like, the fourth inning and just the Braves just started teeing off. Speaking of which, our boy Brian Healy is just, shocker, smashing DFS baseball. Oh, did he win again last night? I wasn't paying attention. He, I mean, I don't know what he wants me to share, but he had a really, yeah. really good time, and it could have been even bigger if not for some unlucky things. But uh, as usual, he's all over it. But let's talk Seahawks, Atlanta. Atlanta, another home dog here. A couple of weird home dogs. Seattle, two-point favorite. Total of 49. Falcons haven't had a winning record since 2017. Do they get off to a winning start here? Seahawks, I don't know. I'm not high on the Seahawks this year. I don't even know why. I have no good reason. I don't like it. The good reason is that Pete Carroll just won't let Russell Wilson throw the ball for four quarters. That's the problem. I, I, this is, I think this is going to be a game where Atlanta gets in front and then Seattle has to throw its way back and it's going to get fun. West Coast team traveling east, 1 p.m. game. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be points. I, I like Atlanta first quarter, actually. The more I keep thinking about that, I think that's a bet I will make. Right now, you can get uh, Atlanta even money in the first half. <clears throat> it's the first quarter lines are somewhere. I just have to find them. Yeah, I they can't exist. find it off the top of my head. Yeah, they exist. I just have to go find it. Um, I like this game from a DFS perspective. Do you think it's going to be popular in the 1 o'clock slate? Should be. It's, I mean, there's not a ton of value. Value. Uh, Matt Ryan at 7K. Or Matt Ryan 6.7. Russell Wilson at 7K. Your guy, Chris Carson, uh, Can I go back and uh, retake, uh, re- recant my, det- my Detroit Lions take? Please. Uh, Kenny Galladay did not do anything in practice today because of a hamstring injury. Uh, that would change things slightly. Thank God I got him. Thank God I got my Chicago Bears. I, I hate betting on bad teams, but I just – I don't think – I don't rate Detroit. Kenny Galladay being out is a massive change. Is, there, yeah. is he a risk for Sunday or is he just – is it precautionary? I mean, it's Thursday. He's not practicing. He didn't do anything. That, that's kind of a problem. I'm telling you, man, these soft tissue issues, I think we're going to see a hell of a – week two is going to be very interesting. I think we're going to have a lot of injuries week one. I'm taking the Seahawks here, two-and-a-half-point dog. I like – I kind of like your theory. I don't want to take them before the game. Um, you know, obviously, we'll see how the game goes. All right, like here we Falcons go. Finally, we got some circus spreads. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's just see if there's anything different than what we've been talking about. Anything crazy. Um, I got Falcons plus a half a point minus 150 in the first quarter. You can get them even money on just the uh, to win first quarter. Yeah, I, I like them to win. Like even money, I, I think they're significantly favored over even money. I like that theory. Um, kind of jump out early. Seattle get their legs underneath them. Who knows late. Nine and a half point total in the first quarter too. I kind of like the over there. Yeah, I don't trust Seattle to put points up early. That's my problem with them. Take a 7-3 first quarter. Um, that's it for the 1 o'clock game, Siege. Do we want to talk about anything else? I know Monday night we're worried. You're so high on Denver, and on. I feel terrible because I think he's one of the better dudes in the NFL. Von Miller goes, looks like he's maybe out for the year. Yeah, you know that, what that that's injury not great. Is. That's not great. It's a lower leg injury. I don't know if it's Achilles, knee. I can't say I paid attention to it, to be honest. I, I, I was kind of um, – I kind of was busy last night. But, I, yeah, I made a note of it that I need to go look at what it is. But it's not great. You think the Titans are the frauds this year? Yeah. I think they're really bad. Um, Tannehill, look, it was a nice story. 
but that's all it was. It was a nice story. Um, you know, it's not, they're not going to continue this long term. So, I mean, it was a nice story, but uh, all fairy tales must come to an end at some point. Broncos, a two and a half point home favorite. You can get them at plus 115 just to win out, right? 41 total, low total. Could be some weather out there. We obviously have the What did you say quality. the spread was there? Two and a half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. It's ridiculous. They should be favored. I figured that would be flipped, to be honest. I think people I think people are way overreacting to that injury. Von Miller, one key piece, important piece, but not the entire defense there. Um, anything Cowboys, Rams, anybody else you're targeting from a DFS perspective before we jump off here, Siege? Nah. Then let's call it there. We appreciate everybody tuning in. This has been episode five of the Siege Mentality Podcast. We're going to do a little bit of this every single week. Obviously, we'll have the running back snake draft, which I've won week one already. Thanks to Christian McCaffrey. Siege will get the first pick next week, and then we'll do these betting breakdowns every single episode from here moving forward for Siege. I am Duke. We'll see you guys next week. Adios.